um, all of the, uh, it's a lot of Talmudic books and he's got the final edition paper on his wall of the Washington star. The day it closed. Uh, star. That was great. Well, that was a great was, paper. That was one of my dad's job was shutting it down. Sadly enough. That was a sad job. It was a great, great newspaper. Yeah, it was a very sad job and it was a very rough year because my father was traveling back and forth to the nation's uh, capital every I think he lived there most of the week. Uh, and on that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to Benjamin Jeremy Stein, that man right over there, America's humble servant. Yes, sir. Benjamin changed my name from Benjamin to Benjamin. <laughs> it's a, uh, I'm, I've decided that I was being a racist and a, uh, a misappropriator of black culture by calling myself Benjamin. When my real name is Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. 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 I, I, I don't you have know. the, uh, I wouldn't, I don't have that uh, with my name unless you could think of something witty, which I'm sure you can. Uh, but I want to welcome the rumblers, the ranters, the truthers. Remind everybody, benstein.substack.com. That's benstein.substack.com. Subscribe to the email. It's all for fun and for free, so please, why not? And of course, follow Ben on Truth Social. I know we're up against President Trump tonight, and we're I gotta, up against him every damn night. Yeah, I, I got to commend the guy. He's he's the one person in the party that's on the road doing whatever he can do, using all of his political capital known to man. And uh, he's a true patriot. But yes, he is. Another true patriot that we have is America's humble servant. Speechwriter to two and a half presidents, multiple Emmy Award winner, economist, lawyer, mathematician, statistician. Most importantly, he is a Esthet husband. Esthetician. Esthetician? Yes, that's true. Esthetician. I, uh, I uh, groom women's body parts. <laughs> and you wonder why I stutter. And uh, he, he, he also... Uh, what were you, you? You did hair in college. I did uh, hair in college. Right? Many of the uh, many of the women at uh, pavilions uh, whom I run into while going down the aisle looking for the Sir Baby June peas, which are incredible. They used to be forty nine cents, and they're now two forty nine. When were they forty nine cents? You bring that up. When I was when I was in college, and okay. that would have been nineteen sixty. When I was buying my own food in college, I around nineteen sixty five, sixty six. And of course, most importantly, you are the doctor, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Yes, the doctor. I'm trying to, my sister was hawking me. I'm trying to, to lose weight. And uh, I, uh, I said, I finally figured out what to say. I wanted to say it's too hard. It's too hard. Eating is a basic part of life. It's not just a trivial uh, what should I say, habit. It's an incredibly basic part of life. And my uh, basic part of life is uh, to eat as much as I can. Especially, I got to be honest, the foods we like, uh, I'm back east, and the foods I crave and love so much are extremely hard to put down, which is one of the things that you're eating, which is bread. And uh, nowhere can you get... It's the staff of life. Yeah, and nowhere can you get bread like you can on the East Coast. Yes, I will say that out loud, but there, nothing beats a bagel or pizza back East. And that's just one person's humble opinion. 
But it's it's it, oddly enough, I don't know if you saw this when they were asking Biden if he was running again. He uh, he it's all over social media. Pretty much. He went into like this. He he looked down and he didn't remember to look back up and <laughs> something funny. something happened and there was a huge pause and he basically said well my wife wants me to or whatever his response was it's quite frightening ben that he is the <laughs> the, the so-called leader of the free world but i wanted to get into something with you as you also bring... the leader of the pack he is the leader of the pack yeah it's a hell of a pack packed it pack. is a hell of a pack yeah it's... it is a hell of a pack i remind my wifey and i who is from now on to be called simply the goddess the goddess and I very frequently watch an, incre an incredibly good documentary called Victory at Sea about World War II and America's incredibly important role in World War II. And uh, the, the Germans invented a system of torpedoing ships, shooting bound for either Russia or Britain or uh, here, to keep I them alive. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh. We were sending them to them. We we had plenty. We no, no, no I'm saying our docks weren't they weren't they nervous about our docks or our ships over here? But I, I would thought no, 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 no. We 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 the main things that the British needed were armaments, and we had some of them left over from World War One. Uh, steel, we had a lot of steel, uh, and food. We had incredible surpluses of food. And uh, I guess rubber also. We had some some excess rubber we'd gotten from Brazil, and uh, but uh, no, no, nobody was uh, was uh, torpedoing ships going to the U.S. because the U.S. didn't really need anything. We we were the suppliers, as they say in Victory at Sea. America was the workshop, uh, but all of the Americas, South and North America and Central America, were the uh, sources of, of the materials. I was referring to U-boats, but yeah, no, no, I just I st stand corrected. No, no, the U-boat, I'm saying, right, the U-boats the were waiting outside the harbors of America on the Gulf Coast and the Florida Coast and the Atlantic Coast and Britain, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon, New England, to torpedo the American ships. But uh, nobody was torpedoing anything going to America because America already had plenty of everything. Right, torpedoing no. a lot of ships to America would, would be bad. We don't, want, we don't want American sailors to die. Certainly, certainly not. No, but, but I was uh, referring to the we, U-boats. We were not but sure. Yes. But, you know, you bring and up the such an... The U-boats were a threat to Britain, yeah. not you, to us. You bring up such an important point, though, because I was... I would, I didn't want to get into this right away, but I was thinking about this. Obviously, we talk about this all the time, and Germany is supposedly going to is supposedly going to run out of uh, oil by midwinter. I and, thought it was gas and or gas. I'm sorry, they're they're going to run out of gas by midwinter, and all for nothing. This a predicament for nothing. We could be making as we've discussed. We could be the world's biggest supplier of so many things right now, Ben. Oil and, and gas and gas and, and gas. gas and energy and food and whatever's whatever's really needed. And we uh, decided uh, this regime decided, as you stated so many times, against the law. I mean, there, there's, there's well, there's no law permitting it. I mean, it's, I, I'm not sure that there's a law saying it is a crime. For the United, for the government of the United States, to in any way whatsoever 
forbid or inhibit the sale of, of energy products to Europe or anywhere else. But certainly, as far as I have been able to find, and I, I may maybe looking in the wrong place. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really brought up to look for things without a computer, and uh, I don't see anything there. But it says that the U.S. government, especially the Department of Commerce, which I used to work for, uh, is allowed to stand guard over American exports of energy products and not let them be exported to countries that are our, that are our allies and need them. I was referring to the when you you constantly bringing up the shutting down of the fracking that being there right that's what I'm talking yeah. about the fracking mm-hmm. is where they get where we got yeah the excess amount of oil and gas that we were able to uh, utilize to get us past way past the point of self sufficiency and into the point of wonderful wonderful glorious region of being able to export. And there, I, as, as I've reminded you a great many times, I'm much older than you or any other panel panelists we ever have on this show. And uh, I am, uh, I can remember very well when it was stated that the U.S. was going to run out of oil and gas. And uh, we would, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what we were going to do. But anyway, and uh, then along came fracking. And I, I was sort of in a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of a way in on it because uh Wifey, big wifey, and I had a friend uh, who was in the oil business in Midland, Texas, and uh, she and her friends were always telling us about how fracking was going to change the world. <clears throat> and uh, sure enough, uh, within a couple of years, fracking had changed the whole world. And then the Democrats uh, thought, well, uh, gosh, this fracking is working out so well. Let's kill it. Let's kill it. Let's not allow it. Just yeah. like just like when Mr. Nixon in 1973, I think it was, brought out the first truly nationwide uh, insurance plan, health insurance plan for Americans, completely nationwide. And Senator Teddy Kennedy had to kill it. No no clear reason ever given. Well, he didn't really need clear reasons to kill right. things, did he? That's right. No, that's right. The, uh, our people. It- our people. That's that's exactly right. If you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And it is, it is uh, as President Trump is speaking, it's so sad to think about, uh, you, you know, less than two years ago, sir, we were energy. We, these were discussions we were not having. We were energy independent. We were, uh, uh, things were just chugging along as <clears throat> with the pandemic. Right as, as chug- rain, right as, as rain. As, as right as rain. And these people came in and decided just to the hell with it, to hell with law and order, to hell with all that stuff. And the reason I brought that up is because you brought up your sister in New York City. And I don't know if you saw what Mayor, what Eric Adams, uh, well, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the race, but uh, it's it's pretty much of a toss up for this uh, governorship of New York. And Hochul is tied pretty much now with Lee Zeldin. He's come back by 30 points. And I was unaware. No. I was unaware of the statistic that if you could get thirty percent of New York City to vote Republican, you pretty much win. That's the that's the uh, and his advice to people on subways uh, to avoid crime. Ben, I'm not kidding. A former policeman was to take off their headsets and to stop looking at their phones. Well, actually, it's good advice, and carrying a gun would be an even better piece of advice. Going Bernie Gatz, yeah. 
I, but I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't quite get that. I mean, perhaps having more police on the on the subways would be a good idea. That, that's sure. what they decided to do today. Two weeks away from the election, uh, they decided uh, enough people are getting killed and mugged and uh, on the train. And, and and that was my question to you. When did this become so? Pol- when did was it always this way? Was was, was it or is it? When did this start? In New York, it's always been that way. I mean, in New York, the subways have always been the magnet for criminals. And why not? I mean, if you're a poor person, uh, even if you're not a poor person and you want to get some money or a nice watch or a nice uh, wallet, uh, nice earrings, nice ring, uh, why, why instead of bothering to go to all the trouble of going to a store and just ripping them off or uh, stopping a woman on the street and ripping off her ring, uh, why not just go in the store, smash the glass in the uh, display case, walk off with the rings, and uh, there you are. And, and why why not? The city's not going to punish you because the, your brothers and sisters of your race uh, will uh, punish them by not voting for them. And that, so that's that's it. Garnish. You can't do it anymore. Yeah, and 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 just for the record, I grew up. You know, as I've discussed on the show before, I've I've been I grew up in New York when it was the worst. I grew up in New York when Giuliani took over, and the trains became safe. And the trains were safe with Bloomberg. There wasn't a train you couldn't be on. That there wasn't a police officer on Ben, and uh, people just had it too good. Safety was too good. They took things for granted. The summer of uh, hate came along. Uh, no cash bail came out. And people are wondering why this is going on. And well, we know we know what's going on. It's going on because the govern, governing entities of the state of New York and the city of New York, just as the governing entities of the city of San Francisco and the city of Oakland and some of the state of, of California, including some of the uh, regions around LA, have decided they want to vote people who like to steal things and uh, or rob people and uh, they are going, they're going to make it easier for those people to rob things after all look, look at it sensibly i think uh, you're person a you are a different race from person b you can take the ring or the watch or the wallet away from person b and give it to yourself or give it to your girlfriend or give it to your mother i suggest give it to your mother and you uh and you, uh, nobody's going to punish you. Of course, so, because everybody and, in prison, and, and, but, and you get the votes, and you get, the, and you get the vote. Everybody in prison loves their mother, right? Uh, mm. So that that's exactly where the the jewelry is going. And Mike in the rants brought up, and I agree with you completely. This whole idea, Ben, of stop and frisk, which worked out perfectly well, which worked out wonderfully well. Listen, you need to profile in life. That's just the reality. Israel, when you're flying into Israel, you're flying into certain countries, you're profiling. There's nothing racist about it. There's nothing xenophobic about it, Islamophobic about it, or racist about it. You go where the crime is. You frisk people who need, to, who you think need to be frisked. This is, this is simple. This is simple. You want to call it racism or whatever you want to call it, you get killed, Ben. No, no. I, I, Not it's you. Simple. <clears throat> it's simple mathematics. <clears throat> so, so much of life is, is in this this era is mathematics, and we won't admit it. <clears throat> it's mathematics that the African American people in America, not all of them, a lot of them that I work with every day are the finest people in the world, the very finest people in the world. <clears throat> but some are not, 
and that's a disproportionate number. And if you see them coming towards you late at night with an evil gleam in their eyes, uh, obviously you would like to uh, speak to them and ask them what they're planning to do. <laughs> you are quite funny. But again, law and order. I wish, I wish it were funny. And 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 Ben, as as we, I don't know if you, I follow the polls because I'm a wonk, and uh, we're really close. Uh, and I named the show. We could win this thing. We're really close. And to people that listen to the show, which is quite a few people that listen to the show via the podcast, donate as much as you can. Get out there on the on the trail. I get it. Mitt Romney doesn't want certain people to become senators. I get it. He's not, I mean, he was friendly to Ben, but he's not a friend to uh, Republicans right now, especially in Alaska and Arizona and other states. And in Alaska right now, uh, Ben, every race, just so you know, real clear politics has the GOP winning the Senate, taking it by 53 seats. Every average they have has Republicans not winning at this moment, Ben. But there, but as you say, with trends, and there's a trend going on, and once something starts, a trend starts. It's very hard for it to stop, and real clear politics is going. So we really, we really can win this thing. We we can, and we must. I mean, it's extremely important that we do so. I, I'm going to give you an example, which is uh, slightly off the beaten track, Please the beaten do. path, uh, and on this matter of race, <clears throat> I went to I had the great privilege of going to a high school in the Silver Spring, Maryland, which is a, a suburb of Washington, D.C. Quite a small town when I lived there, but it's become a very big city. And uh, they, our school was named after a man named Montgomery Blair, who was Lincoln's postmaster general. And he was uh, extremely anti-slavery. And he was one of the main people who got together to back and make sure that Abraham Lincoln was running for president and would have sufficient support to win in the Midwest and in the West. Uh, he was the black person's best friend. Our, our high school was named after him, and we were proud to have it named after him. Uh, now, in the last uh, six or seven years, a movement has started in Montgomery County, Maryland, which is to take the name of Montgomery Blair off Montgomery Blair High School and put it on something else, I don't know what, and we'll call Washington, uh, my high school, I don't know, something else, Patrice Lumumba High School, maybe. But anyway, we are not, uh, th this is going to go on. All it takes in Montgomery County, which is a huge, huge county, is one person to start the petition to change the name. And uh, it's a pretty scary thought that this is, going to change the name of this very, very fine high school, very, very, very fine high school, super fine high school that sent every year about 30 kids to Ivy League schools without any kind of preference being given or any uh, kind of, uh, what should I say, uh, judging, by, judging by race or class, in, instead just by judging by how the grades and the college boards were. If, look no further than as you've brought up in the past where a, a few of your friends have gone, which is Erasmus Hall, uh, which was which was an incredibly great school. And uh, nobody refers to Erasmus Hall anymore as a great school. But at one point, 
And to your point, you're right. All it takes is one person. You look at you look at baseball teams that have. You look at the statues that have been brought down. It's the distortion of history, Ben. And the Who problem was is, Erasmus Hall. Who was Erasmus? Uh, I don't know. But somebody will know. Some, my, some, Brady, can you look up Erasmus Hall, who he was? But Ben, it's the distortion of history. And that, that that's the major problem is, and there aren't enough people like you. Yeah, you're doing it here, and you've been doing it for God knows how long, that know how to counter, counter that fake history that they're teaching. Because it's fake history to get rid of Montgomery Blair. It's just absolute fake history. And you're dis- destroying something that's, given a great education to so many people so many people and, and and it was the first high school in montgomery county to have any meaningful number of african-american students and also had great 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 athletic teams and it was a place where i never saw one bit of anti-black behavior or feeling by the school uh, principals or administrators ever ever once and uh uh, it, it was. Uh, I'm scared to think of what comes next. I, what what comes next? And I was sent the letter about this horrifying turn of events by a uh, man who uh, lived down the street from me when I was a child, going to my Erasmus. I'm sorry, 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 going to Montgomery Blair High School, and uh, he, he's just. Uh, he said he he fell down, tripped in his bedroom. At age not age eighty, and he broke his neck. Had to be uh, re re what should I say resoldered, refixed, and uh, he's still out there fighting the good fight for freedom in, in Montgomery County schools. And uh, we can too, and we we will. We can do, and we will. You bring up such a good point, though, because I don't think I ever heard, and I'm obviously not a Native American one person complain about the name of the cleveland indians being the cleveland indians i this this and we discussed this is fake this fake hatred this fake uh things that people care about ben they don't care about what's going on in the real world these are the most idiotic things you could be worried about we have so many issues going on if this is your issue you you truly have issues well, interestingly enough, my dear friend, you have just coined an incredibly brilliant phrase, fake hatred, because it's right. There, there, is, there is no reason for the blacks of Montgomery County, Maryland, or their friends to have hatred against the white school board, or, or I guess it's at this point, maybe less than half white. So where is this coming from? Hold on just a second. My dear friend Raul, can you plug in my computer? It says the battery's running low. It should be plugged into the wall. It shouldn't be plugged into a battery. <clears throat> over here somewhere. It's over here somewhere. Raul's a good man. It, it should be behind. It should be behind it. No, but Ben, take it a step further. It's all fake. It's all fake. It's all fake rage. And I've brought this up before. If you look at the papers pre-Donald Trump winning, Remember all the things that were so important to the left. It was Scientology. It was uh, the, NG, uh, the the modified uh, the NGOs or Montecito. You haven't heard any about anything about any of these people since President Trump took office. Uh, when he took office, none of this is real. It's all fake hatred, Ben. 
Well, fake agent is a very scary thing in Germany. Before uh, the Führer took over, there are there are polls which show that, show that the great majority of Germans didn't love Jews by any means. I'm sorry to say, but uh, certainly didn't hate them to the point of wanting to kill them all in gas chambers. So that's uh, that was ginned up. That was fake agent. And in fact, in this incredibly wonderful documentary that I recommend over and over again, which is called uh, "The World," I'm sorry, "Victory at Sea," uh, the uh, uh, the narrator says the point was to make anti-Semitic thinking part of the German culture. And that's what's happening in America. It's to make anti-white thinking part of the uh, part of the whole culture of the whole society. And it has worked. That's the that that's the sad truth. Very it's, frightening. Yes, it, it's frightening. It doesn't work. And and well, it worked for Hitler. It worked for Hitler unbelievably well. I mean, it worked for Hitler. I mean, when Hitler first started giving speeches, he had like a 30, 40, 50 people, not fifty thousand, fifty people at his rallies in Munich. And uh by the time he had gotten to be Fuhrer, he had millions of his rallies. It's, 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 you know, it's an amazing thing, Ben, how little, and I discuss this a lot. Listen, you're the one that's got me, has gotten me to read and watch things that I never really wanted to read or watch. And I was discussing with somebody, we were talking about airlines and I was talking with somebody and I just thought it was common knowledge that the seventies were the worst time to be, it was the decade of the hostage taking of airplanes and we were discussing the safest way to go to Israel. And I said, it's never been, LL's never been uh, hijacked. And they were like, really? And I, I, they didn't even know about, it, it's sort of a fascinating thing to me that people don't know our own history, regardless of if you're Jewish, you don't know Jewish history. If you're American, you don't know American history. What Jewish happened, and American can be the same. Jewish American history, or whatever it may be, that people just don't know history. It's sort of that's like true. A, they don't know history. They don't. They have no idea of the progress that has been made in this country just in the last seventy or eighty years. It's it is amazing to think that on December 7, nineteen forty-one, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, the armed forces of America were rigidly segregated by race rigidly no blacks could be in the army well they could be truck drivers or, or porters they no blacks could be in the uh air, well there's the only the army air force at that point blacks couldn't do anything but wash dishes or uh, clean up mess halls uh or, or do anything that, that involved the same kind of work they were doing when they were not in the armed forces all that changed dramatically when we saw the horrors that racism had brought to Europe. And we changed really fast. And the uh, African-American serviceman and woman turned out to be major league heroes in the Korean War. Major league, Korea. Well said. And I also think, by the way, what is we're talking about history, that's the game plan. They assume, They know people don't know history. They know people are too lazy to check out history. So when you bring up these facts, especially the teachers, especially yeah, the teachers. Yeah. And so when you bring up these statistical facts, when you bring up real history, they don't know it. And that's their game plan. You constantly that, that that's how that, that, that's how 
Germany happens. That's how these things happen, is people don't know history. You have people spouting insane, absolutely insane stuff. And if you don't know the past, you just believe it. Yeah, you, you do you do just believe it. That's true. I mean, I, I have a extremely close friend, a uh, very intelligent girl, uh, did very, very well on the math SATs in any event, and uh, very, very well. And uh, she knows no history at all, none, absolutely zero. And uh, I mean, this is a woman from a far eastern country that prides itself on its educational system. What's going to happen when our country has people like that at the very top level of corporate leadership, people who don't even know that when the Korean War began, or a few months before it began, the U.S. Army and Marines were strictly segregated by race. What, well, what's going to happen when, when we, when we don't even recognize that? It's, it's really frightening. It's really, really frightening. It's really, really frightening. We don't know the truth about race in America, and therefore we are going to continue to jack people up and make people crazy on the subject of race, when in fact the subject of race really is a subject of extraordinary triumph in the United States of America in terms of what Americans can accomplish uh, if they uh, put their mind to getting along well with our fellow man. I mean, we, we, we have, we, I'm, I, all my best friends, I shouldn't say kind of a joke, but no, not everyone got it. All my best friends are Gentiles. And uh, they are often referring to uh, the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount pretty much lays out what we want people to behave like. And my wife, I think, really knows it by heart. And uh, if Americans could learn that, we would be so far ahead of every other people in the world, it would be insane. But we don't learn it at all. We do not learn it at all. And that could be a major project for the future for this great, great country, to have Americans learn what the Sermon on the Mount was and to believe it and to take it home with them. We. Both you and I used to belong to a self-help program or self-help through God's intervention. Help we still do. A program. We still do. Uh, and it was, and we would say to people, uh, a lot of it, awful lot of it can be found just in reading the Sermon on the Mount. Awful lot of it. And uh, I'd like to see Americans turn to the Sermon on the Mount to learn about what is going on and what's right and what is wrong. Well said, and if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein and Cosma. Yes, Rumble is having issues tonight. I don't know many nights that Rumble doesn't have issues, but uh, it beats getting kicked off and banned from YouTube. So, uh, and I want to thank Brady Ben because he get, found the name Erasmus Hall High School was named after, you'll be able to pronounce this better than I can, D E S I D. E R He was a Dutch philosopher and Catholic <laughs> theologian who is considered one of the greatest scholars of the Northern Renaissance. So thank you, Brady. A great, great man. Although, of course, at that time, Holland was one of the major slave holding and slave exporting countries in the world. Shh. Don't tell anybody, Ben. We don't want to give anybody ideas of another, uh, of something name else, to, uh, of, another, of another name change. How dare you? And I want to bring up something because it's this is extremely, as you brought up the 12 steps, it's extremely, and we've discussed this a lot. We know there are a lot of people out there, and it's 
especially Republicans and libertarians that are pro uh, the legalization of drugs. Ben and I are not. Uh, in San Diego, Ben, every every day, 38 people are being admitted to the hospital for for for, for marijuana, for wow. having wow. hallucinations. 38 people every day in San Diego. I had Diego. no idea that you got put in jail for having hallucinations. In that case- No, I said the what? hospital, Ben. I said the hospital. Uh, I'm sorry, in, jail, in the hospital. I had no idea you were hospitalized for having hallucinations. If that's true, and I'm sure you're telling the, the truth. Post reported if, it that, today. if that's true, I mean, then the whole country should be put in prison. I mean, because we had the hallucination that the Democrat Party was going to make a sincere effort to make this country- a better country, a country more ad adhered and attuned to uh, loving thy neighbor. No, but I just bring it up because there's this constant thought that marijuana isn't bad for you. It's not addictive and it's extremely no. highly addictive and it's extremely highly dangerous. Extremely and I think, dangerous. And I think I think we there's a lot of parents, especially parents that I'm not a parent, but parents that are my age. That I'm think, a parent. Yeah. And that parents that did it at a certain age when it was very different and they don't realize how dangerous it is from these uh, where it's made the uh the grade level of of uh, of how it's made or it could just be sometimes often laced if you're buying it on this or whatever you're getting and ben this is a very dangerous thing the, the, you're not kidding you're not kidding very dangerous to me the idea that has spread around this country that it is a liberal idea that it is a good idea that is an idea which will uh, what shall we say uh De uh, take people out of prison, out of the prisons of their minds to have people become drug addicts. That is insane. No, it's it, it, it's it's absolutely insane. I, I don't I don't get why people are so uh, so, so for the legalization. The, 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 we should never be on a platform. And listen, I don't always agree with certain parts of the Republican platform on, on a lot of things. But one of the things we should never be fighting for is the legalization for getting high. It's not something that you should be proud of. It's not something that there are other ways to uh, combat addiction. And one of them, and yeah, the war on drugs wasn't great, but I do give Nancy Reagan respect, Ben. She did the best she could with just say no. It was a campaign that she did. But this idea that let's just make it all legal to me is insane. And it's making people go insane. And you've seen it with the youth. Oh, yeah, I see it all the time. I see it all of the time. And it is a very frightening prospect. And I don't want to see it anymore. I've seen what marijuana can do to people very, very close to me and my own family. And it is a horrifying sight. Yeah. And this idea that it's just it forget about it being a gateway drug. If that's your only drug, you're in a lot of trouble, too. And especially, like I said, with the way they're making it today. And it's this whole idea of having to escape yourself. Reality is 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 a wonderful thing, as bad as it could get sometimes and as scary and frightening as it can be sometimes. And Ben, we both know it can be really scary and we do stupid things and we make mistakes, but getting, getting high is, you're, 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 the problem will still be there tomorrow. You bet, and you're going, it's gonna be worse. I've never known a person whose problems didn't get worse 
from smoking marijuana instead of better. They get worse, not better. There's no, there's no two ways about that. I mean, it's it's a drug that makes you effing crazy. <laughs> You're completely it right. Does, it's not it's not it's not a drug that makes you calm and and uh, philosophical. No, it's a drug that makes you effing crazy. You're completely right, and uh, I what I suggest people read one of Ben's book, book, books called Ludes. And uh, I suggest people really watch the movie The Boost, which was an incredible movie with James Woods and Sean Young and uh, based on the movie, uh, based on the book Ludes. And it was obviously about Quaaludes. But uh, on, on that note, if you just tune in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And there's one more thing I, I really want to discuss uh, before I forget is that Steve Bannon getting four months in prison for uh, a, for for not responding to the subpoena ben they're putting this guy in prison for four months or jail for four months and they're letting every criminal out on the street steve ben, i mean literally political persecution ben and you 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 bring up nazi germany a lot and this is exactly what you do you you imprison your political i don't hate using the word enemies but that's what we are not opponents they don't even have to be enemies or opponents just people that you want to scare and you want to scare the whole society. I mean, my, my wonderful, wonderful teachers about the totalitarianism when I was in Columbia used to point out that uh, the use of terror by the government against people that they disliked is a standard part of a totalitarian state. And and uh, to, to put people in prison uh, for uh, just for, st- for standing up against the government, even if there's no violence, that's a basic part of the totalitarian state, and that's what's happening in America now. What, were there also leaks? What, what I'm referring to, what I'm referring to is, uh, you, 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 was there a constant drip in the media? Go back to I don't know how the media was was being run then, but were there like Jewish names being dropped as being like sort of like on the evil side? And the reason I bring that up is because they didn't have to drop that. They didn't have me drop. Oh, my good friend, the, Mr. Goebbels, the Minister of, Minister of Love, Minister of Propaganda, would give speeches and say, this person is a Jew, this person is a person Jew, this person Jew. And, and, and they, uh, they, they would say, the Jews are leaking our war plans to uh, Russia. The Jews are leaking our war plans to Churchill so he can bomb civilian areas. And that, that was a basic part of Nazism. And was that before the war, too? Oh yeah, it was like not starting in 1934. Well, explain that a little bit because I I, I think it's it's uh, and the reason I bring that up is because that's what we've been witnessing here, and it's an it, it's another it, it's another parallel of the, what what they're listen. MSNBC and mainstream media are calling Trump supporters maggots and all of these different things. They're using uh, horrific terms, obviously, for people that support President Trump. Obviously, we have the senator or the wannabe senator from Ohio calling for the killing of the MAGA people. And mind blowing. Incredible. It, it, it is absolutely incredible. My point is, is you constantly bring as you're bringing up World War Two and pre-World War Two. I think it's important, really, because these are the steps that they take, Ben. It's not. It doesn't just happen in one moment. Things build up and lead up, and you. And it's so important for you to teach people about the lead up of how it occurred, because it just didn't 
happen like that. You brought up you brought up inflation in the in the Weimar Republic, right? So of of how of how it started. That, that's an, an extreme. Think about those parallels of what's going on. You have inflation. You have people being political prisoners. You have all these different things that are going on. And I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, Ben, but they're very striking parallels. Very striking parallels indeed. And uh, there is no doubt, at least in my humble, pathetic <coughs> mind, addled by eating too much butter, that there is going to be a real uh, vengeance against the Jews, uh, and especially going to be led by the blacks, are going to be led by anti-Semitic Jews. And I, I really fear the anti-Semitic Jews. And this is just my opinion. I do not have a document about it, but, but people like Soros who are going to be whipping up the blacks to believe that they're, all their troubles are based upon uh, insidious and sometimes open and blatant attacks on them by Jews. It, it, the old tropes, and that's scary. It, it, and and it's 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 a playbook that's worked. These people are not stupid people like George Soros, and they're they're, they're and they're extremely frightening tropes, Ben. They're extremely frightening tropes, and these people will stop at nothing. They will stop at nothing to gain power. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be like uh, 1954 elections or 1950 elections. These are people who are going to want to see swastikas at some point, swastikas above City Hall in D.C. and and in uh, and in L.A. Let me ask you: When did this it's frightening. start? It's frightening. When, frightening. When 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 did, when did this paradigm shift happen? When when exactly? When in Germany? No, no, here. When when did this happen, Ben? Well, the, this paradigm shift of blaming the Jews. For everything was was wrong in Germany was got started as soon as the uh, armistice was signed with France and the Victor Victor countries, uh, and immediately, immediately, a lot of the soldiers from uh, the German army, a very, very long-suffering, hard-working army, came home, marched across the swampy, blown-up fields of Germany, which had been ruined, 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 ruined by incredible, incredible excessive cannon fire, they came marching in saying, we didn't do anything wrong. We won. The Jews stabbed us in the back. That was in 1918, as soon as the war had ended. Uh, and if you don't believe what Ben is saying, I'm in an extremely, I'm in Bergen County right now, and it's, 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 it's terribly heartbreaking that each synagogue, Ben, has to have two to three police cars outside of it uh, constantly, uh, especially during the holidays or on the Sabbath. That's where we're at now, is that uh, that's, that's exactly where we're at. But I was asking more also in America, when did the paradigm, when, when did the shift happen? When, did, when, 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 is, when do you first recall subversives being in the government, real, true subversives. Uh, well, well, I can remember uh, very well. I can remember that from the 50s when the government had people like, uh, well, I think my battery is still showing low, Raul. The, uh, but I'm, well, I, I remember very well uh, Mr. Nixon trying to dig out the Alger Hisses and the other left-wingers and communist agents from the government. So that, that, that is certain. I think there were communists in the government during the 30s under FDR for sure. I don't. I don't think that's a secret. 
Raul, we need to plug this in, my friend. I I uh, I I don't think it's a secret that under FDR, uh, the government was much friendlier to uh, communists than it had ever been before. And uh, Harry Truman was quite different. He did not like having communists in government, but uh, it, it had started before World War II. And in fact, there's some evidence, although I'm not sure how much, uh, that the uh, uh, Moscow knew all about U.S. war plans in case Pearl Harbor was bombed. And well said, and Cosmo brings up in the rant. So Cosmo, I give it to you, started 100 years ago, accelerated with Woodrow Wilson. Uh, so good for you for knowing your history. Claps to- I, I must say, I'm impressed. What was, my, uh, yeah, and, and I think, I think uh, I, I'd, I'd like to know the names of the entities that he says were uh, responsible for uh, subversive behavior during World War One. Uh, so, Cosma, if you could answer that question, but repeat the question one more time. Your question, sir. No, you asked Cosma the question. Who were what were the entities that were under the, in the uh, days of uh, Woodrow Wilson as president that were subversive? And there you are. If you just didn't, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We're going to find out who they were. We're, we're, go we're going to find out who the subversives were. And I, I got to be honest, even I was always reluctant with you on this one, but you, you brought me fully on board because I never realized how bad it was. I never realized until I read about that period of time of how bad it was. I went by the movies, Ben. I went by yeah, the, the movies. Mo in, the, in the movies, there's no such thing as a bad communist. And the no. communist, a communist in the movies is a person who works, who wants to the swimming pools to be integrated, who wants the uh, buses to be integrated, who wants hotels to be integrated, had nothing to do with defending Stalin, the worst mass murderer in world history up till then. Cosma's answer to you was journalists. Uh, so uh, that well could be, I don't know if that was the answer to win Ben Stein's money, but uh, that's your answer. I we would, we, uh, Jimmy Kimmel would have said more specific. You got to be more. You got to be more specific, Cosmo. But but it, it it is a very frightening thing, Ben, because it's so many people like I like myself did learn their history. Like and if me. you watch and if you watch any movie about that period of time, it always shows you as them being the heroes. And always, I, and they're the nice guys, and the heart. They're, they're they're they stand up for the poor black guy, and, and it's great that they stood up for the poor black guy. The black guys were being tortured and, and belittled and treated horribly, horribly, horribly. No doubt about that. No doubt about that whatsoever. But on the other hand, uh, the ones who were uh, standing up for Stalin and demonstrating for Stalin, they weren't such nice guys. I love I love uh, Cosmo's answer. You're very honest, and we're glad you're always with us. Sorry, my brain ain't that good. General history, I'm crappy with names. I either way, good for you. Uh, you could do a little more studying before the next show. Uh, ben, people always say, and I, you hear it ad nauseum, these elections are the most important of of, of a lifetime. Do you consider say these... that? What? They always say that. They they always say that. But looking at these upcoming elections, these are quite the important elections, Ben. They are important elections, but I, I will go back to saying what I've been saying ever since we started the program. Where's the Republicans' platform? You're, you're, I want to see it. We've said it on this show. 
over and over again. Safety and security. Where is it? Well, well let me ask you a question. Why? What is Why? Why? Why can they not stick to that platform? I don't, I don't understand it. We've discussed this many times. We don't get it. We don't get it. it, it it's simple. You want to call somebody a racist? Say, yeah, I'm a racist if, if, if I'm for uh, safety and w- whatever else it has been. Uh, I don't get it. I don't know why they don't do it. People are terrified. People are, are terrified. I agree. People are terrified. I had had uh, spent some time in the South Carolina and uh, Virginia and my home state of Maryland uh, within the last week. And uh, people are really, really terrified about violence by non-whites. And the anger that whites feel towards non-whites has just uh, skyrocketed in the last several years. And the government is doing, government is doing nothing whatsoever to try to get the, the people of the United States to love one another. Yeah, well, they're putting fuel on it. They're not just Absolutely, doing that. Exactly. They're, they're putting not... fuel on the fire. Absolutely right. They're you're, pouring, you're... pouring gasoline on the fire. To your point, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I agree with you. I think it's a brilliant point on this. I think a lot of people are sitting with uh, suppressed anger and it's going to come out. Uh, I think that's why uh, these elections, especially in New York, you don't lose a 30 point lead if people aren't really angry. People are really angry when you lose a 30 point lead and you're a Democrat in New York City, Ben. There's something uh, to what you're saying is exactly the truth. Yeah, there has to be there has to be some reason why white people are really scared of black people. It's not the Ku Klux Klan coming into their schools and indoctrinating their children as some real world phenomenon. Let me ask you a question. Uh, there's a, I was, uh, you're, there's a remake of Perry Mason going on, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm a reboot, as they call it. Yes, they, they rebooted your favorite show, and uh, I'm scared to watch it because I, I hate when they reboot stuff. Look at what they did with the Wonder Years. What, what happened to the Wonder Years? Well, it's a full black. It's a, they made it. It's a it's no. A yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not, it, my, one of my favorite shows of all time. They decided uh, we can't cr- be creative. We need to reboot and reimagine the Wonder Years. And listen, for all I know, it's absolutely brilliant. But uh, the original sometimes, most of the time, Ben, is the best. And yeah, sorry. Always, always. I, I'm, I'm very sorry to, to, to disappoint you. But it's Saturday night, Ben. Tell it's us some Saturday fun. night, and I did not just get paid. I do fool about my money and too stupid to save. <laughs> How worried should people be about uh, what's going on with inflation? Very worried because inflation tends to feed upon itself. It does not uh, just uh, go to a certain point and then step back and say, oh, no more, uh-oh, no more inflation. Uh, it goes on and on and on and on. And there's something uh, really, uh, there, there is no ready fix to uh, superinflation, except to drastically slow down the economy. Uh, even uh, price and wage controls did not work. What does in, that mean, uh, though, in layman's terms? What does slowing down the economy mean? 
it means that there will have to be more unemployment and uh, corporate profits will have to be less. There should be there will be less starting or fewer fewer business startups. And the business startups that do start up will be generally more restrained and limited. But the one that's really scary, I think, will be uh, what should I say? Uh, all businesses are already in, in business. They will not be able to uh, keep the home fires burning, so to speak. I mean, we're going to need a lot of steel in the next several years to do all the rebuilding of America that uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? What is our president's name here? Uh, Mr. Best Hot Dog, Best Friend, Best Fried Chicken on the Eastern Shore. It's Mr. Soros. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, yeah. He uh, he promises things are going to get better. No. I don't think so. Sorry. Let me ask you a question. When the stimulus came out and they did all this stimulus thing, you saw that that would lead to inflation, right? Or did well, everyone saw that? I think everyone saw that. Yeah, except Mister Mister Biden didn't say it, but everyone else saw it. No, because it was it was it was it was sort of uh, humorous when uh, again this idiot from Ohio was asked about the stimulus when he said, I didn't, we didn't know inflation was going to come from that. We have, we, it, it, it's almost like you had no idea that just doing this stuff was going to cause, was, was going to cause this harm, at least own up to it. At least say we wanted to do it. We, 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 this is what we did. This is what we wanted to do, but don't claim stupidity and ignorance, but that, that's exactly what they did. I love stupidity and ignorance. They really, really help us. Yes, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The Democrats are able to work with stupidity and ignorance. They're able to work with it incredibly well. Why can't we? Because, because we don't have the media. We're too, stu- we're too stupid to be, stu- to be stupid enough. No, but Ben, you, but that's true, but we also don't have the media. And I we, know we don't have the media, you have but the, look, we haven't had the media for a long time. Yeah, but, but there's a big difference between not having four networks and then adding on to that Google and all the other and then all the other media outlets or all the other uh, ways of people getting news, Ben. This is a huge thing. You have people that actually believe we have higher gas prices because of the war in the Ukraine and Russia. You have actually, you, you, when you have the, and I brought this up the other night, the fact that Republicans are this close show, proves your point about people being angry and having that hidden anger because by all metrics with all the media that they have they still they can't cover up for this regime right now they can't cover up for what they've done the the pox that they've brought upon this country and and the world they can't do it well they can't do it because it can't be done because it's such it's such an obvious lie and the idea with the incredibly brave ukrainians are somehow to blame for inflation caused by the very comfortable thief, thieving Biden family is really disgraceful. Anyway, I've got to go, and we all have to go, and I would like to sing a song. Can I I thank everybody, though, quickly? Please do. I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranthers. I want to remind everybody, benstein.substack.com, and remind everybody, please... Find us, find, follow Ben on Truth Social. We hope you learned something tonight. I know I did. Uh, and on that note, we will see everybody on Tuesday night. We have one of Ben's favorite guests coming on with us. Brett Smith uh, is returning. Ben Stein, please take us out. We are a band of brothers and native to the soil. We give to her our life, our, our work, our fortune, and our toil. Hurrah, hurrah, 
Hurrah and then hurrah. Hurrah for the Bonnie Blue flag that wears a single star. God bless you all. God bless America. And let's not forget, we can win these upcoming elections. We can win. And we will win. God bless you all. Have a great night. We will see everybody Tuesday night. God bless you all. Thank you, Drew. That was great. That was great.